What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the movie Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Here's a quick synopsis. Gwen Stacy has joined a league of Spider-Men and women from other dimensions known as the Spider-Society, and old friend Miles Morales desperately wants to join the group. The film stars Shamik Moore, Haley Steinfeld, Jake Johnson, Oscar Isaac, Daniel Kaluuya, Jason Schwartzman, Brian Tyree Henry, Luna Lauren Velez, Issa Rae, and Karen Sony. Standout performances is a really strong case to be made that this movie has assembled the best voice cast of all time. Let's start with the returning cast members from Into the Spider-Verse. Haley Steinfeld is Gwen Stacy, has been my favorite thing about these two movies, and what I love about the character is she is a superhero herself. In the past, the character in the live-action movies has been reduced to being a love interest or damsel in distress. Across the Spider-Verse is just as much Gwen's movie as it is Miles. If not more, she's given an incredible arc. And in this film, they added a musical aspect to the character I love. Then you have Shamik Moore playing Miles Morales, who has now vastly improved his skills and being a hero and is thinking about telling his parents He's Spider-Man. I love how Gwen and Miles have similar relationship with their fathers. It's one of the many things that connects them. Next, you have Jake Johnson playing a version of Peter Parker who was tired of being a hero in the first movie but was revitalized by becoming friends with Miles and is now a father and married to Mary Jane. In this movie, he's attempting to be the voice of reason. And finally, you have Brian Tyree Henry and Luna Lauren Velez playing Miles' mother and father. They are both fantastic. They know their son is hiding something, but they don't know what. They are the heart of these two movies. Let's talk about the newcomers to the voice cast, and there are three in particular that I loved. First is Oscar Isaac, who is playing Miguel O'Hara, the very intense leader of the Spider Society. He's given a great reason for being the way he is. Then you have Oscar winner Daniel Kaluuya playing Hobie Brown, a.k.a. Spider-Punk, who is a bit of an anarchist. He, for me, is the funniest thing in the movie. It's the second comic book movie for both Oscar Isaac, who was in X-Men Apocalypse, and Daniel Kaluuya, who was in the first Black Panther movie. Both are better in Across the Spider-Verse. And finally, you have Jason Schwartzman as the villainous spot, who at first Miles does not take seriously. I don't know what makes Schwartzman a good choice to play a villain, but this is the second time he's done so perfectly. The first time being in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. I know there are a lot of people who get annoyed when an animated movie is full of celebrity voices, but it really does work in the Spider-Verse movies. Each actor is given the perfect role. Oscar Isaac is the perfect Miguel O'Hara. Daniel Kaluuya is the perfect Spider-Punk. I don't know if I'm in the minority Minority, but I really like it when movie stars do voice acting. I'm from the generation from when it really started. Tom Hanks was Woody in Toy Story. Robin Williams was the genie in Aladdin. Those are the two movies that made celebrities want to be in animated films. And it's continued. And sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes you hear that celebrity voice and you're like, oh, they just wanted this guy because he's a big name. But in the Spider-Verse movies, they casted it 
perfectly. There are many creatives behind Across the Spider-Verse, but the two most prominent ones are Phil Lord and Chris Miller. The filmmaking duo directed Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs in the Lego movie and produced Lego Batman, Mitchell the Machines, and the two Spider-Verse films. They've had a great 2023. They produced Cocaine Bear, which was a box office hit, and Across the Spider-Verse, which they co-wrote and is one of the most critically acclaimed films of the year. And Lord and Miller have some really exciting projects on the way. The second season of the Apple TV series The After Party with returning cast members Sam Richardson, Tiffany Haddish, and Zoe Chow with newcomers Elizabeth Perkins, Zach Woods, Ken Jeong, Jack Whitehall, John Cho, and Paul Walter Hauser, which really plays with genres and tones. They are producing the comedy movie Stray starring Will Ferrell, Will Forte, and Jamie Foxx, and are directing their first live-action film since 22 Jump Street, Project Hail Mary starring Ryan Gosling. Lord and Miller are unusual in a sense because they make mainstream projects, but they make them in a very different way. Like, the Lego movie was seen by a lot of people, but that is a very unusual animated film. And I can't imagine anyone else making the Spider-Verse movies. In fact, they almost directed the Solo movie and were fired from the project. They make unusual movies that just so happen to be mainstream. My favorite kind of filmmakers are the ones who dip their toes into many genres in one project, and that's what they do. Like, it's hard to place across the Spider-Verse into one genre. Yes, it's an animated movie. Yes, it's a comic book movie. But this is unlike any other superhero movie. And you can say the exact same thing about so many of their other projects. They produced The Last Man on Earth with Will Forte. Is that a sitcom? Is that a comedy? I mean, what is that? It's undescribable. You need to watch it to understand what it is. One of the many things I like about the Spider-Verse movies and what I liked about the Lego Batman movie is they really went deep into the well of these iconic characters that have been around forever. We don't need a fourth iteration of the same character. These movies give you the origin of Miles Morales while also giving you the history of Peter Parker. These are the kind of superhero movies that should be made. Ones that treat the audience like they know what's going on and give us something we aren't expecting. What's truly impressive about Across the Spider-Verse is you don't need to be a Spider-Man diehard to enjoy it. You can be a casual audience member and enjoy this movie. Which is something you can't say about a lot of comic book movies lately. They have become so niche that you need to have had a history of reading the comic books or seeing every movie before you see the next one. That's not the case with Across the Spider-Verse. You can understand this movie without fully knowing the complete entire history of Spider-Man. There is a real debate going on about whether or not we are at the end of the superhero movie genre. And look at the ones that are doing well lately. The Batman, which starred Robert Pattinson, and Across 
across the Spider-Verse. That's Batman and Spider-Man. These are two all-time iconic characters. These are mainstream characters. These characters are bigger than just people who read comic books. Like, people want to see Batman movies and people want to see Spider-Man movies. I think we are at a point where Batman movies are going to continue to be hits and Spider-Man movies are going to continue to be hits. It's the secondary characters that are struggling. We are no longer living in a time where you can go see a movie about a superhero character that most people have never heard of. Most people don't want to see that movie. The ones that are hits are the bigger characters. Yes, a Superman movie would probably be a hit because he's Superman. Everyone knows what you're talking about. It's the secondary characters like Shazam that are struggling at the box office. And your big selling point can no longer be I have a movie star playing him. It didn't work with Dwayne The Rock Johnson playing Black Adam. Not enough people saw that movie. The superhero movies that are thriving are the iconic superheroes. Spider-Man, Batman, those might be the only two at the end of the day that survive. I don't think we'll ever live in a world where they're not trying to make the next Spider-Man movie or the next Batman movie because those movies have made hits after hits after hits. It's the secondary characters that are about to leave the market. They're no longer going to make movies about the characters that we've never heard of because those movies are not making money. The other part of it is all the best writers and directors want to make Spider-Man and Batman movies. They don't want to make movies movies about the secondary characters. No great director wanted to make the Shazam movie. That's just the reality of the situation. But great filmmakers like Lord and Miller wanted to make a movie about Spider-Man and Matt Reeves wanted to make a movie about Batman. The best directors want to make superhero movies if it stars these iconic characters because these characters have such a rich history. Nobody wants to make a superhero movie about a superhero who's only been around since the 1990s. The Spider-Verse movies only work because 95% of us have a history of Spider-Man, whether it's watching the movies, reading the comic books, watching the animated series, playing some video games. It's almost impossible to live in a world where you've never interacted with a character of Spider-Man, and there's very few superheroes you can say that about. The only other one I can think of, and I've said it, is Batman. Man. That's why there's going to continue to be Spider-Man and Batman movies till the end of time and then the secondary superhero movies are about to come to a halt. This is something I've said after Into the Spider-Verse and I'll reiterate it. These movies are the one superhero movies that feel the most like a comic book and I get it, that's the whole point, but they really pulled it off. Like, this is like reading a comic book. It's just as enjoyable. You're moving from world to world world. I mean, the world building in Across the Spider-Verse is incredible. Every place looks magnificent. And that's another thing about this movie. It looks good. It's an animated movie that looks good. These other superhero movies that are being made are CGI messes. And I don't 
think it's an accident that the superhero movies that are doing well at the box office are the ones that look like real movies. Across the Spider-Verse is a second movie of a trilogy, and like all great second movies, this one is a bit darker than the first movie. I would compare it to The Empire Strikes Back or Avengers Infinity War, and I understand people don't love movies without conclusive endings, but this movie really does stand on its own. You're going to come out of this movie and really want to see that third film right away. I think they ended at the perfect end point. Across the Spider-Verse has already outgrossed the original Into the Spider-Verse at the box office, making over $489 million. If you think people are Spider-Maned out, they are clearly not. And an eventual live-action movie starring Miles Morales is inevitable. I mean, you do sort of have to wonder where is Spider-Man going to go after Beyond the Spider-Verse, the third and final film, because recently we got a movie where all three of the live-action Spider-Man interacted. We got one with Tom Holland, we got one with Andrew Garfield, and we got one with Tobey Maguire. They were all together. Now we've got an animated movie about the history of Spider-Man. I mean, where does the character go from here? It's not going to end, but can it keep revitalizing itself? I mean, that's going to be an interesting thing. I think the character is so popular that everyone is going to see a Spider-Man movie whenever a Spider-Man movie comes out, but at some point, there's going to be a down period. I know there's talk of a fourth live-action movie starring Tom Holland, and I also know a lot of people want Tom Holland to show up in Beyond the Spider-Verse, and I think that is a realistic possibility. I don't think he's going to come into the movie for all that long. I think it would be for a quick cameo. I think that's going to happen. I think Zendaya is going to show up in Beyond the Spider-Verse. A lot of the live-action characters are going to show up. Andrew Garfield could. Tobey Maguire could. I mean, that's the exciting thing about Beyond the Spider-Verse is anything is possible because of the so many different worlds the movie takes place in. And I do want to talk about that some more because it is interesting that this is a movie that has so many settings. And usually, that can be an annoying thing when a character jumps from place to place. But why this movie works is because of the world building. They made all of the places actually feel like real places. And this didn't work in Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Remember that really poor movie? That was a movie where Rey and all of the characters went from one planet to another, but none of those planets felt like real places. So you had no idea where the characters were at any one point in the movie. That's not the case in Across the Spider-Verse. Every world feels real. And at every moment, you understand where the character is in the movie. You understand what's going on in the movie. Oscar chances. That's a wrap on Best Animated Feature at the Oscars. Across the Spider-Verse is a shoe-in to win. The question is... Can it get a Best Picture nomination? Only three animated films have ever been nominated, and they are 1991's Beauty and the Beast, 2009's Up, and 2010's Toy Story 3. And Across the Spider-Verse is more than deserving, and it would be the first non-Disney film to get nominated. You could also say it has the whole superhero thing going against it. I mean, the only superhero movie to get a Best Picture nomination was Black Panther. But again, this isn't your run of 
run-of-the-mill comic book movie. This is one of the best movies of 2023 and deserves to win Best Animated Feature and deserves to get nominated for Best Picture. We are at a point with the Academy where if they want to get ratings, they should nominate movies that are both very good and also popular, like John Wick Chapter 4 deserves a Best Picture nomination. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse deserves a Best Picture nomination. It worked out last year. They nominated Top Gun Maverick. I'm not saying that these movies should win Best Picture, but I'm saying if you're going to pick 10 movies and they're all going to get nominated for Best Picture, it would be a crime for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse to not at least be in that conversation. I thought last year they should have nominated Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. That was one of the 10 best movies of last year, but they seem to have something against animated movies. I get it. You're giving the animated movie its own award. That doesn't mean it can't get a Best Picture nomination. Overall, Across the Spider-Verse is even better than Into the Spider-Verse, and that's the highest compliment I can say about the movie. It will go down as one of the best-looking animated movies, and I can't wait for the third film, Beyond the Spider-Verse. I have all the faith in the world it will be the perfect ending of the story of Miles and Gwen. But that is what's so interesting about these franchise movies, about these trilogies. It really does, to feel complete, have to feel like a great beginning, middle, and end. And I've we've seen so many movies lately and TV shows not knowing how to end things. I don't think that's going to be the case for the Spider-Verse movies because clearly these guys have been planning this for a very long time. It's going to end in a great way. But then again, the, the live-action Star Wars movies have not ended great lately. The superhero movies have not ended great lately. You never know if these movies are going to deliver perfect endings that you want for these characters. They can ruin it. And I know that's a harsh thing to say about a beloved movie like the Spider-Verse films, but the ending is going to decide if this is one of the best trilogies of all time. If they nail the ending, this could possibly end up being a top three trilogy of all time, and that's not an understatement. I mean, if the third film is as good as the first and the second, it could be in the conversation for the best trilogy of all time. I'm sure some would debate that the Toy Story movies are the best animated franchise of all time, but the Spider-Verse movies have a real chance to be in the conversation. I was reading that the next movie is going to take us into Spider-Punk's world. Spider-Punk is played by Oscar winner Daniel like, I want to see what that world looks like. That character was amazing. I mean, that's one of the things that's so good about these movies is every character is impactful. And it seems like, based on the end of Across the Spider-Verse, that we're going to see some of the characters of the first movie reappear. It feels like John Mulaney's Spider-Ham is going to be in the next movie. I mean, that's something that's so good about a trilogy is you can bring back characters from past movies and bring them right back into the story. I mean, who doesn't want to see Nicolas Cage play Spider-Man Noir again? We all want to see it. I'm sure we're also going to see some more classic Spider-Man villains. I mean, I love the villain, The Spot, but I want to see some of those classic bad guys show up in Beyond the Spider-Verse. I mean, that's what's so great about this movie, is it's commenting on the long history of Spider-Man as a character. And like I said before, we all have a history of the character we all know the history of Peter Parker and how he becomes Spider-Man. So now we all get to 
see these characters in this movie with a newer character in Miles Morales. At the end of the day, if you're a fan of creativity at all, you're going to love Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. And after you see this movie, you're going to want to watch Into the Spider-Verse again. I mean, the next movie is supposedly coming in 2024, but who knows? It might get pushed back. There's this writer strike. But anyway, we are all going to highly anticipate Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse because we want this movie to end up being the perfect trilogy of films. And with Across the Spider-Verse and Into the Spider-Verse, it's well on its way to being that. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I highly recommend you check out Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse next week on the podcast. I'm talking about the movie The Flash, starring Ezra Miller, Michael Keaton, Sasha Kajay, and Michael Shannon. So tune into that, and please rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs>